You guys want to hear a funny story? Yesterday, when I was flying back from Houston, I had Wi-Fi up in the sky, and I was checking our page views at DK Pittsburgh Sports, seeing what kind of web traffic we got. I wanted to see, not going to lie, you know, how many people read the column that I'd written. And I saw the column got some pretty good traffic, whatever, 20,000 reads. That's a nice number. But I saw this other number that was just gigantic. What could this? Oh, no, you didn't. You people, you did. Oh, good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're in two. Hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place that you found this. And yes, you know who you are if you sat there yesterday repeatedly refreshing our live Steelers feed to see if there was news on Mad Canada. Oh, just confess, as <laughs> some of you did in the comments section. Wow. No, he's not going anywhere. They're not going to make any changes. I get that this is subject number one with a bullet among the nation. I get that. I appreciate it. It's subject number one with me as it relates to this team, which has many, many flaws, has many, many directions one can point a finger for real. And has not one cure-all, including the firing of Canada. But he's at the top. Not because he's become a meme or a narrative, even though he has. But because he is legitimately that bad. That embarrassing. And it doesn't matter. Because the one thing that I think people have to understand about Canada and his continued employment with the Steelers, is this. The Steelers take an irrationally high level of pride in what they perceive as being their way. They will suffer for their stability. They will wear that badge, and they will wear it as if they've been branded at times. They would much rather be the organization that says, look at us, look at how consistent we are while everyone else is flailing about. They would rather have that. And this isn't an easy thing for me to say, but I believe this to be true now more than ever. They value, they prioritize what I just described above winning the next game they're going to play. I cannot be convinced otherwise as I'm speaking to you this morning. I cannot watch this team go out week after week after week with the worst coordinator the NFL currently has, the worst coordinator the league's had according to people who actually track and pay attention to this sort of thing in a long time, and they do nothing about it. Nothing. And for those of you who were sitting there tugging and refreshing yesterday, they're not going to do anything either. Mike Tomlin has his press conference today. 
It's at noon. He's going to discuss the offense, whether he likes to or not, at whatever detail he pleases, because the questions are ours, the answers are his, as I find out every week. Directly, and that's not going to change. That's not going to change. One point that I want to make today, above all, for those of you waiting for something to actually occur here, is that blaming Canada at this stage, this laughable stage of this process, is actually kind of misguided. Yeah, he's terrible, but he's not keeping himself employed. He's not the one saying, yeah, it's more important to keep the crappy coordinator than it is to beat the Ravens. He's not the one doing that. That's happening over his head. Art Rooney runs a whole company. He can do whatever he wants. But I don't even want that move coming from the owner. I want that move coming from the head coach. I want that being decided at field level. This is a football matter. It's not an ownership matter. This is something where the head coach can assert himself. And even if the decision wouldn't be made unilaterally, this is the kind of thing that you would go and talk to everybody about. He would talk to Omar Khan, Andy Weidel, of course, Rooney. And he'd have their blessing. But it has to be from him. It has to be from him. And it hasn't been. If there is principal blame to be assigned for this Canada mess that just doesn't go away, it's on Tomlin, not Canada. Understand this, please. Tomlin could wake up today and say to himself, you know, I got to go sit there at noon in front of all these scumbag reporters, and I got to take these questions from them when I'm not even the one who who sucks. My coordinator's the one. Why am I? That's it. That's it. 9 a.m. in my office, I'm getting rid of him. He can do this. He can do this. But he isn't doing it. He isn't. And the question that everyone wants to have answered is why, 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 why isn't he? Why isn't he when it's so obvious? You can say what you want about Tomlin's knowledge of offensive football in the NFL, but he certainly fancies himself and not without cause as somebody who really knows defense. Okay, what do the defensive guys study all week? (laughs) Right. The other team's offense and how to stop it. So you'd think there'd be at least some prism there for him to pay attention to what the Steelers are doing offensively and say, oh, man, I'd love to be a coordinator against these guys. Wow. Candy from a baby. But he's not doing that. Or if he is, he's not making it more important than this concept that loyalty outweighs everything, that the perception of franchise stability outweighs everything. And this this is insanity. Like doing this when he did it with an offensive line coach who was basically told at midseason, 
not to even bother doing anything for the rest of the year, and then he gets fired after his contract's up. Well, we honored our contract. Look at us. We're all noble and whatever. Who cares? This is professional sports. It's about winning. Our business is winning, says Mike Tomlin on a regular basis. All right, start getting down to that business. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. The law firm of Edgar Snyder & Associates has joined forces with Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett to make a difference in the community. They're supporting Connecting Champions, a local charity that asks pediatric cancer patients, what's your passion, and connects them to mentors who give these young patients an identity outside of their diagnosis. You can learn more about what Edgar Snyder and Associates and Kenny Pickett are doing in the community by visiting edgarsnyder.com slash giving back. Again, that's edgarsnyder.com slash giving back. Today's J1Q comes from Ty, who says, DK, is there anyone else in the building with the capability to call intelligent offensive plays? I know the team will not make an offensive coordinator change midseason, but come on, we're wasting the development of a young, talented offense for a guy who's yet to produce anything in three years. That's a difficult question to answer, Ty, but I'm going to confess to you here that I think about this a lot, and I do poke around about it, but I'm no closer to an answer than you are. Glenn Thomas is in the fold. He's part of the team. He's not an offensive assistant, meaning he's not there to do paperwork. He's not an assistant to the regional manager. That would be Dwight Schrute's role. He is an actual assistant coach, an offensive assistant coach. Now, he came to Pittsburgh with not much in the way of a resume as it relates to the NFL. And the same, respectfully, can be spoken for Mike Sullivan, the quarterback's coach. Neither of them is someone where you would say, hey, you, go call the play Sunday against Baltimore. And I'm not omitting that as a factor, as a possible factor in Canada's continued employment. Kenny Pickett learned this playbook. The wide receivers learned these routes. The offensive linemen, the running backs, I know what you want to say here, but this is what they were at least told to do. This is what they've worked on for months. And it's not as simple as Ben Roethlisberger would occasionally make it sound, the whole, you know, just lean over and draw the plays up in the dirt. This isn't the backyard. This is the National Football League. And that alone leads me to the most damning thing I can possibly contribute to this subject today or any other day. And that's this. What in hell are these guys doing when it comes to employing coaches? There are coaches, real, big-time, bright-minded coaches, 
all across the NFL, and they don't come to Pittsburgh. They don't even seem to get considered in Pittsburgh. They're not the names that show up in the interviews. I've heard over the years, and none of this can be supported, just just talking here, just sharing, that Tomlin doesn't like to surround himself with potential successors or people who would show him up or people who might actually garner more respect in that atmosphere than he does. But then he goes and brings in Brian Flores last year. Yeah, that was a little bit of a different circumstance. Flores had gotten in himself into a, a dispute with the National Football League. There was race involved, and Tomlin spoke to that eloquently at the time, and justifiably, I might add. But you don't see any sort of pattern or trend toward bringing in really, really good up-and-coming coaches who are thinking the game at a different level, the way we saw the Texans and their game plan attack the Steelers Sunday in Houston. That doesn't happen here, and this is why. And this is also, not to stray too far here, but this is also why there's a part of me that says that Tomlin is a good head coach. He is absolutely, unquestionably, no one can dispute this, a leader of players, of men. If you deny that, then you're so far gone with hating the guy that you're not even engaged in any kind of rational talk. But he's had no coordinators since Dick LeBeau left. None. He's had no coordinators. None. And that's just an impossible situation for a head coach. So either he has to change that or it has to be changed by R. Rooney or you're just going to keep seeing more of this. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. I don't mean to just pound the same thing all the time, but this is this is where this has led. This isn't an accident. This isn't just some, oh no, they had a rough week. Let's do it again tomorrow, everybody.